The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax the Golfy Team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show with host Rick Zamprin. Yeah, Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin here, along with not only Rob Golfy but Philip Golfy as well. Sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy Team. You can find the hottest listings in town. Get your listing on robgolfy.com today. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. How do you do so? Well, you got to call the first real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell a thousand homes in a year 905-575-7700 that's 905-575-7700 follow the golfy team on tiktok instagram facebook twitter and you can email them whether it's a real estate related question or a topic idea for a future show that email address is questions at robgolfy.com we have so many things to talk about this morning i'm not sure we're going to be able to get it in on this easter weekend but we'll try our best uh but first we'll start about uh, start with what is happening in your real estate life over the last week i I hear it's kind of it's kind of crazy it's it is it's uh it's we're in that transition and uh a lot of disappointment with uh people that uh wanted to put their house up uh in the spring versus uh the winter like january february we we are we're starting to do price reductions now on homes you know and and we just did one uh, yesterday for $100,000 down from the, the original price that we listed. And, uh, and that's what's happening. People are uh, canceling. Houses, are, uh, listings are expiring and people are canceling because they thought they can get X amount of dollars. Now that they can't get that, they're uh, saying, you know, not interested in selling anymore. So there is a lot of changes in the market that's happening and, and uh, we're in the middle, probably in the middle of it or just starting. So it's going to take about six weeks before the public understands that this is the new uh, pricing of homes. And I'm not saying pricing has come down. They're just not going up to the level that they were in that high period, uh, January, February, and in the, in, in the first two weeks of March, that's it. So there was a good not eight to 10 weeks of, of craziness in this market. And uh, if you were a seller, you benefited. If you were a buyer, well, you know what? If you sold and bought at the same time, you balanced out. If you were a first time buyer, well, you know what? You paid a little bit on, on the high side, but you got your interest rate at a lower rate. And if you locked in, then you're good. Because if, even if you're buying now at a higher interest rate, it, 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 it seems that it could be almost the same difference in, in, in paying at a higher amount. But if that makes sense, if you understood that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, everything is sm- going uh, pretty smooth. I got Phil Golpe here <laughs> that's with me, and uh, I'm not sure. Anything uh, happening, uh, Phil? That, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll just I'll share. Um, I was one of those disappointed sellers. I, uh, I mean, if you've been following along on the show, I overpaid for a property about a year and a half ago. Um, happy that I overpaid for it because the market completely took off since I bought it. Um, I put some work into it. I put about $50,000 into it and the evaluation, you know, you know, in terms of, in terms of what I thought I would, I was going to be able to get skyrocketed. And I was shocked. I said, you know what, this, this market's going to keep on going. It's going to keep on going. And I put it up, um, you know, with the hope to get multiple offers, multiple bids. And I, uh, I fell on my face. So I was, I was one of, you know, one of those disappointed sellers that, 
that saw all my neighbors sell around me, got massive, you know, selling prices, did really well. I was like, you know what? I, you know, my house is nicer than that one, or my house isn't as nice as that one. And, and you start to kind of look around the neighborhood and compare. And then you, you jockey for position. You say, well, this is where I think I'll end up. And where I thought I would end up, I didn't. So now I'm, I was put into a position. I say, okay, well, what do I do next? And the advice that I've been giving everybody is you're still going to get your number. You will still get your number. It's just not going to happen in the first four to five days. So if you have the capacity to be patient and wait, increase your price to that number that you, that you think it's worth or, or what the market value is dictating and wait for it because there will be a buyer out there that will come and, and pay that. Now, there's been some people who have completely panicked and have fire sold their house for, for less than what, what a true market value would be because they didn't get any offers in the first three or four days or five days. And so they panicked, they got anxious and they, and, and they said, well, we already bought something, so we need to sell and this is all we got. So we're going to take this offer, which is fair. That's fine. And that, and that might happen too. But the way I'm evaluating homes right now, it's so hard to compare and use the sale prices from, from end of February and March. You almost have to take those comparable sell, uh, sales out of the evaluation and say that market's gone. You know, not that you missed it, but we might not get that. That if we're gonna if we're gonna pick the highest comparable sale in your neighborhood, I don't know if we're gonna get that in this market. But if you're willing to wait for that number, you might be able to get it. But we we, we should be able to come close to it. And that's and that's what's going on. So to bring it back to to, to my situation, I've entered into this new venture of mine. Um, I think you might've heard of it. It's called Airbnb. <laughs> so I, more, uh, headaches. more headaches. <laughs> so we talked about it a ton on the show. I have, have, um, did some research. I, I have looked at the, the Airbnb inventory. So I'm hopping into, um, and transitioning my house into an Airbnb, which, uh, which I think will be an, uh, uh, incredible opportunity um, I'm brand new to it. So I'm going in wide, eyes wide open. I just went on Amazon last night and I spent about $1,400 in getting every single thing that I need to make sure that this Airbnb will be fully furnished. We'll have all the, all the tools I need to make a great, uh, Airbnb spot. So this is going to be fun. I want you guys to follow along. I will be a Airbnb host uh, on a property downtown Hamilton. And I think it's going to be great. I think there's enormous opportunity here for people that have, or people that want to get into Airbnbs because it's, it's, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The landlord tenant board sucks. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to deal with the landlord tenant board yeah. anymore. They've done absolutely nothing. And I, I'm not, I'm not just saying this as a landlord, as a tenant too. If you have a bad landlord as a tenant, they're not doing anything for you either. They, it's a broken system. And, and I'll tell you right now, everybody, are, there's a lot of people who are, who are done with, with, with dealing with long-term tenants and they're, they're flipping their properties and they're, and they're um, going to Airbnb. So that was the attraction to me. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, I'm getting help with it, which is, which is good because I, I couldn't do it on my own. And, uh, and, and I was a disappointed seller, but now I'm a Airbnb host. Well, you know what, Rick? I'm going to tell you what happened. Really what happened. <laughs> Uh, you Here's know the true story. The, you know how the plumber, <laughs> the plumber, he's, he's, he's always never getting the plumbing done in his own house and the electrician doesn't get the electrical done in his own house. Yeah. 
Bill was a month late in putting it up for sale because he was so busy working on other people's <laughs> homes selling them. So he, he, so he, so so it dragged my feet. he dragged his feet in getting it up on the market. And I told him, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he just, you know, cause he knew it wasn't a priority cause his clients were a priority. Right, yeah. So, and it's the same thing with the plumbers, same the thing. contractor who, who, who has the ongoing project on his own house has, you know, that the half built <laughs> fence or the half built shed or the, uh, the, the partially finished basement. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. That's it. So he took his time, sweet time, putting the house up for sale and it's going to, it probably cost him, I bet you 50 to a hundred thousand dollars. So it's a good lesson. It's a, you know, it's me. I'm going to throw that at him all the time and it'll be a little nerve that he won't uh, like to hear, <laughs> but that's, that's what happened. He, he fell into the trap of what everybody else did waiting and waiting to put your house on the market. But, uh, so right now, um, you gotta be careful when you do put a house on the market. Um, if you're interviewing agents, be careful of the agent that gives you the highest number. He is only doing that because he knows you want to hear that number. And then you go with that guy. That guy could have zero experience, and you say, hey, this guy said it's worth 1.2 and everybody else is saying, you know, listen at 1.1 or whatever. And you go with that guy and all of a sudden you're getting nothing. And now you just mm. hurt that listing. So be very careful. Be very careful. Work with the experienced uh, team or agent that is going to tell you the right advice, because right now is, is the wrong time to listen to the wrong, uh, the wrong advice. So you got to be very careful on, on all that. So a couple things uh, from my standpoint on Philip's situation. Number one, you know, uh, I think our listeners appreciate the honesty and the humility behind your story because many of them are probably in the same boat. They might not be going down the Airbnb route, but they've probably been in that situation. But how eerily similar is the situation that's happening across our city now with people not quite getting what they thought they would in comparison to what happened in 2017? Like it sounds like five years ago is, is happening all over again. It, it's it the exact same thing that happened. And I remember and we, we've talked about it before. It was, it was 2017. It was the Kathleen Wynn government. Yep. It was the April long weekend. Yep. Same yep. thing. Yep. And it's, and, and, and I remember it's like my, and, and we've talked about it. We've, we've alluded to it on the, sh- on, on the show. It's when the, when the Wynn government, they came in and they introduced the stress test. They introduced the foreign buyers tax. They introduced about four or five or six other things that, that would change the way, you know, for financing uh, and for, for home ownership and things like that. And I'm not kidding when I say this. It's like somebody shut the tap off. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, people in 2017 are panicked the exact same way they're panicking right now. They're like, I just bought a house in February and March and and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, did I overpay or, you know, I'm nervous and we got interest rates going up and what's going to happen to the market? And there's no way that house is worth that much money. Well, 2017 isn't that long ago, right? Like, you know, I, I, I can finally, you know, I have enough experience in this business and say, oh yeah, I remember 2017. Like I could start talking about the past. So look at all those people who, who wish they could have bought in that 2017 market today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You look at those houses in the East End, they were going for 199000 and and they would go $20,000 over asking. And everyone thought that was crazy or, you know, a nice two and a half story and, you know, where Corktown was going for like 450. So the market, the, the, we're going to, we're going to experience a little blip here where days on market are, are going to increase. Average sale price might take a little bit of a hit. And if you're going to pay attention to all those eye catching headlines that our real estate market's going to crash, you're going to have a lot of anxiety, but it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. 
we're, we're, in a, we're in a strong, stable market. We're just going back to more of a traditional to a balanced market. We're still in a seller's market, but it's just not what it was in February and March. We're going to tackle some of these new measures that have been announced, including a foreign home buyer's tax, uh, interest rates going up, which is obviously going to have an impact as well. Talk about housing supply and a whole lot more still to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here on the line once again, Rob Golfy and Philip Golfy, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web, the hottest listings in town on this website. That's robgolfy.com, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfy team on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And if you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, again, head to robgolfie.com or call 905-575-7700. Lots to talk about on today's show. We'll talk about uh, the housing supply. There's a new tax-free account for first-time home buyers, which have many of them excited. Bank of Canada announcing interest rates are on the way up as well. That'll have an impact. But let's go to the foreign home buyers tax. So uh, a couple of things happening here. Number one, the federal government instituting a two-year ban on foreign home purchases. And the Ontario government has announced uh, quite recently that they are hiking their foreign home buyers tax from 15% to 20%. Will either of these measures have any impact? Not at all. Not at all. Um, they're, they're still going to buy because the world sees Canada is still a great investment, even with that additional tax, uh, that's added to it. And we really don't have, especially in, in the Hamilton, uh, in the Niagara area, there's not really that many, I mean, I haven't come across with any foreign tax, uh, or foreign, uh, buyers that are buying. So, I mean, I think it's, it's it's less than uh, two or three percent of the uh, of of the sales that are happening out there. So it's it's not going to make that much of an impact. Uh, they're always going to find loopholes in how to uh, buy these houses. Uh, uh, like the students that are coming here, um, they're the ones. Uh, I guess they're trying to get uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, per- permanent residence or something like that mm-hmm. here, and that's a loophole because they can buy mm-hmm. without paying uh, that tax. So there's so many different ways, and I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna cool it down too much. Uh, I think what's gonna cool it down is what's happening in the world right now with interest rates and everything else. Mm-hmm. But that is not gonna uh, do it. The way I look at this is, you know, what if we got a taste of our own medicine, right? Like, what if the U.S. came to us and said, "Hey, Canadians, you know, 
you guys can't buy a house in the United States for two years or, or what if Europe came down and said, you know, cause there's a lot of Canadians that own houses out of, you know, out of country, out of like, Oh, and, and, and Florida, what, well, what about the, the snowbirds? Yeah. Like, so, so what if, what if they ever came down to us and there's and vice versa, there's a lot of Americans, especially if you get into 40 or crystal, like there's a lot of Americans that come up here and, and buy houses, you know? Um, and that's what I can relate to. But what if we got a taste of our own medicine, right? You know, we're telling every, everyone else like, Hey, you're not allowed to buy houses here. But what if you flip it around the other way and the United States comes around and says, Canadians, uh-uh, you guys aren't accepted here anymore. Well, like, the, like what, you know, what would that do to us, well, right? The difference, the difference between us buying houses in Florida and people buying houses in Canada, they're buying houses and keeping them empty. And so what, what it's doing, and, that's, and I think that's what's hurting us. But, but as snowbirds are going down there, we're going down there buying a, buying a, a condo or a house and, and we're using it for four to six months out of the year. But, but these foreign buyers are buying it and not even moving in. They're just yeah. keeping it empty. That's what's hurting us right now. And, and that's the difference, but you're right. What if, what if the tables were turned around and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you, the U S would lose uh, probably 50% or more of, of the Canadians going down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, and like, it would if, hurt Florida. What, yeah. What if they came out and said, Oh yeah, you know, Oh, you're a Canadian. Oh, you're extra 20%. Forget it. Like I'd be out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and now, now those little, little towns in you know, Florida and, and whatever, like, Arizona, everywhere, yeah. everywhere they would, they would lose a big portion of, and, and you just think about that and, and how valuable we are to those economies. Well, they're, they're valuable to us too. I, is it going to make a difference? You know, it's hard to say. I know from my experience, I've never dealt with any foreign buyers. Now, have I dealt with, with, with um, in particular, maybe, maybe foreign investment or foreign money that was representing a buyer? Yeah, for sure. You, don't, you, know, you always don't know where the, where the money is coming from, but it's, uh, it, it's people, you know, people might be funded by families from, from out, of, out of country, and, and, and that's still going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I, I think this is a, a very political move to to um, maybe maybe you know cool the housing market. Um, and, and and the same thing happened in 2017. It, it, it's it's going to grab headlines. It's going to get people talking about it. It might get people a little bit nervous. But I, I in terms of an overall uh, how how it's going to how will this directly affect our current um, you know market or housing economy? Um, I think it's going to, it might take the confidence away from some buyers who will, who will say, Hey, you know what? It's, there's, there's just too many moving parts in, in this market right now. I might be, you know, I'm going to be more uncomfortable buying something. I'm just going to be stay put. And then, and, and once you start to get a lot of people doing that, well, more buyers are out. And then, and then you get a few sellers who, who, who maybe start to panic a little bit and, and, and say, you know what? I, I would be more comfortable if I, if I didn't own this, I don't know where this housing market's going to go. I'm just going to sell it and put the money in the bank. So it, it's going to be interesting to see, to see how it plays out. But if you compare it to 2017, we're going to see a little bit of a low here and then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to flatline and then we'll go back we'll go back to a slow appreciation growth until the next big boom comes. It's also saying that ban foreign home buyers for two years. Well, that's yeah. just delaying it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's not going to solve it. And then also it says here, as well as higher taxes for people who sell their homes within a year, though, both measures include multiple expectations, including permanent residents or foreign students. So um, I guess what they're saying is that they want to tax anybody that like, you know, a lot of people through the last four or five years uh, buy a house, live there for six months and flip it and keep going and doing that. And, um, 
and they want to stop that. They're saying if you're going to sell it within a year, you're going to have to pay taxes on that because that is an income-based uh, business that you're doing. So I say uh, a lot of that will slow down, uh, uh, the, the, and the government's going to go after those people that are doing that. So that's going to slow things down too, uh, and people selling. So they're going to keep it just a little longer and uh, go from there. But uh, they won't be able to flip house two houses a year and move move within uh, twice in one year and and be able to flip and make money on that. Yeah, I think that could have a bigger impact than this foreign home buyers um, ban. Yeah, I guess definitely. the the percentage of foreign home ownership in Canada as of twenty twenty was four point seven percent, and that was actually down from four point nine percent in twenty nineteen. Those are some of the latest stats on foreign home mm-hmm. ownership. Uh, let's switch gears and talk about what is probably going to be an even bigger factor when it comes to home ownership, especially for those who are first time home buyers, and that is for the first time in more than twenty years, the Bank of Canada has. Uh, raised its key interest rate by 50 basis points, half a percentage point. We're now at a 1% uh, for its overnight key uh, lending rate. Uh, another hike is expected in June. That could be another half a percentage point. Um, I would expect that this is going to help cool off the market somewhat. And um, potentially, while the thought is that first-time homebuyers might be able to get in because uh, you know, the market is cooled off. The fact of the matter is the stress test is now going to be even higher because these rates are going up. That's right. That's right. So, so the misconception is, is in talking to everyone is, oh, people are going to lose their homes now. People aren't going to be able to afford these interest rate hikes. You know, uh, monthly mortgage payments are going up and so on and so forth. Anybody who's bought a house since 2017 has had to be approved at, what's, at a stress test rate. And you're right, the stress test is going up. So what, in my opinion, who this hurts the most is the first-time home buyer, yeah. right? They have their purchasing power taken away from them. Now, now if they're pre-approved for 550000 or 500000 that purchasing power is a lot less now, and, and, and they're getting squeezed. The, 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 the home buyer today who already owns a condo or owns a townhouse or owns a house, they've built up significant equity, even if they bought in the last 15 to 18 months, they have massive equity. This stress test or this interest rate hike isn't going to affect them. But, but today, the new, the new buyer, the, new buyer, the first time yeah. home buyer is getting squeezed and, and they're, and, and, you know, they're going to go in for a pre-approval and, and it's going to be a young couple and, and the, the banker is going to turn around and say, Oh yeah, you guys are pre-approved for, you know, 400,000 or 450,000. Well, what are you going to get for that? I know you right? can't get nothing like 400,000 gets you, you know, it, it, it's crazy. And, and, and that's what the struggle is right now for first time buyers is, is it, it's hard to get approved for a mortgage if you're not getting help from your parents and, and that, and that, and then now, and, and, and now you lose your purchasing power. Whereas these investors for the first time ever, there are more investors in the market buying homes than first time home buyers. That, that was just released. Um, you know, a few months ago. So, you know, it's very hard to compete with an investor when, when they have the equity and they have the, the, the cash purchasing power when a first-time homebuyer is only working with a small approval due to these stress test rates, due to these interest rate hikes, and due to the, the fact that salaries and, and incomes and wages aren't increasing or appreciating as fast as the housing market. And that's, that's the, 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 the main problem today. 
Do you think the rising interest rates are going to impact the resale market? And and I can envision the answer being yes, especially if someone is moving from one price point to a higher price point, because now they're getting elevated in terms of that, uh, you know, that dollar figure. They're going to have to pay more monthly for their their mortgage payment. Um, do you see the resale market being impacted greatly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will be. It, it, it's going to affect it, and 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 that's and this is what we're going to go through now with with you know what the resale market was booming. It was crazy. We knew that had to end soon. So that ended and excuse me, but now with the interest rates on top of that, that's happening. And we didn't have interest rate hikes like this before as much as this for a long time. So it is going to affect it and it's going to change a lot of people's lives. So some people, they may be paying, you know, 15 to $1,800 a month on their mortgage. It's going to, it might move up to another $500 more if it keeps going the way it's going. And that, that's another $500 out of their pocket every month, depending on, and if they can't afford it, they're going to struggle. They're going to have to cut back on ordering pizzas every uh, twice a week and, and stuff like that. They're going to have to cut back on their smoking. They're going to have to cut back on something to afford that mortgage. And so what it is, is it will affect the market because there's going to be less people able to afford houses in a certain price range. But now because of homes, that are in the 500 range, the 600 range, 700, they boosted so much because the bulk of the buyers are under a million. Well, now those houses hit the million. There's nothing left below. Yeah. So what is there to pick from? There's nothing. And if you do find something, it's, it's, it's trash. It's, it's garbage. You, you, you need to put another 50,000 or a hundred thousand into the house just to get it to, to, to be livable. So it is going to affect the resale market. We, we hit the plateau there's nothing affordable. The, the world has to catch up to that with their wages and everything else like that. So a lot of, uh, it, it's just, we're in a, we're in a transition market and transition world right now. Now, so, so this extra half point um, increase in interest rate and, and people have broken it down and they'll say it's an extra $27 for every hundred thousand dollars of mortgage that you have. So if your mortgage is $200,000, it's an extra, if it's a million, it's two hundred and seventy dollars more. Exactly. Now, and and everyone will be like, "Oh, it's not that much. It's not going to affect that much," but it does because where we are in, in in our society is gas is more expensive, groceries are more expensive, interest rates are more expensive, and every single aspect of our life has has significantly increased in the last six months. Right? Everything, everything has, and this is just another item on the, on, on, on your daily life in terms of your daily overhead to live is increasing. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like we, we will bring it back to wages. It's not like everybody got a, you know, uh, 20%, yeah, 20% raise in, in, in there. So, so it, it will, it will affect, um, it, it, like directly will it will affect no, but it's, it's gonna, it's a combination of this with everything else that uh, in terms of the cost of living today, it's going to be an adjustment. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, many people listening right now have probably not received a 20% wage increase over the last 10 years, let alone over the last, you know, six months or two years. So that yeah. is definitely yeah. something to consider. Um, before we get to break, we've got a couple minutes to talk about the housing supply, the federal government committing to spending $10 billion, some of which will be spent to uh, build 100,000 new homes over five years. It doesn't sound like a lot. It, it, it is a lot because we have a shortage of labor right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and a shortage of everything. So 
Uh, I don't know how they're going to uh, meet that uh, goal, but I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, very optimistic and, and they know they need to do it, uh, especially with the immigration and, and uh, everything that's happening. And it, like, we're already, there's a shortage now. Plus we got immigration coming in. So they've got to really hustle and, uh, and get these things uh, going and approved to get uh, a lot of development going. Yeah, and that's, that's 20,000 homes a year uh, over the next five years. And not all those 20,000 are going to be in Hamilton, right? That's going to that's be spread across the country. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how and if they're able to achieve that. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Budget 2022 because there is maybe a little a glimmer of hope, a sliver of hope for first-time home buyers, and that is a tax-free first home savings account. Uh, by all accounts, many people are quite positive about this and whether or not it'll help first-time home buyers. We'll chew on that. We'll also talk about a new app that has uh, gone live in Australia that focuses on open bidding. Could that be something that we could bring here to Canada and uh, have it work for home buyers and home sellers? That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employed of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy and Philip Golfy, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfy team. You can send them an email if you have a topic idea or a question. Questions at robgolfy.com. That email address again is questions at robgolfy.com. You can follow them on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and units. 905-575-7700 or online robgolfie.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com don't forget golfy gets it sold still to come on the show open bidding in australia there's a new app that has been launched that looks really intriguing before we get to that there is a new tax-free account for first-time home buyers it's the tax-free first home savings account f HSA that was announced in the budget and it really doubles the first time home buyers tax credit to up to $1500 in you know in an effort to try to get these first time home buyers uh, in a home is this good news for first time home buyers can they take advantage of it yes it is but in 5 years not now <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know what i mean like if 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 you can put money into this tax free but it's, we're not going to know, they're not going to notice anything, any changes for five years because they got to save the money to get to that level. So it's going to take a while for them to, uh, it's going to take a while for it to, to, to be worth anything, to, to do anything. But, uh, but I mean, it's a start, but I don't even think 40,000 is, uh, is, is enough. I think they have to increase that, that, that they're just, I, I don't get it. Like these people that are putting this together uh, in uh, Ottawa or wherever, 
they obviously don't have kids. They obviously, <laughs> they're obviously a lot older because they're not, you know, they don't understand this because they're not listening to what the public needs. And this is something that they have to increase. So let's say a, a, a graduate from university starts making money right away, wants to buy a house, um, and he starts saving. And it's going to take five years before for tax-free but it, it's just, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not enough. Like I, I get the, I get the tax free for kids going to college. You start them when they're like born, but what about the, like, this is just not enough time. Like at 40,000, I mean, sometimes some students can save that in, in two years. So what did he earn from that tax free savings? Like what, uh, 500 bucks to $2,000, depending on you put on the right investment. But Anyway, I just I just think it's uh, they, they can do better than that. Well, think about think opinion. think about this. So the the a the annual contribution maximum is eight thousand. The lifetime contribution max is forty thousand. So that's that five year kind of forty G's. Think about how much prices have gone up in the last five years. Like forty thousand is a drop in the bucket. It, it, it is. It's not going to be enough to put a down payment on any house in in five years from now. Like like the average house now is is a million dollars, and if you put five percent down, you need fifty thousand, and and then you don't have then you got land transfer tax and everything. So you need about sixty five thousand dollars to close on a million dollar house right now. That's with five percent down. Hmm. Uh, there so was, there was, it, it is. This is this is this is. It, 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 it's not. It's going to be garbage for Toronto. It's going to be garbage yeah. for Hamilton and yeah. Halton. It's going to be maybe Niagara. It might be okay in it for the next five years, but then after that, it's 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 not. It's not going to be. Yeah. It's worthless. It's garbage. You know. My, my so, so here to to help first time home buyers, Niagara Regional Housing has a good program, and I didn't find out about this program until I actually helped someone move. Um, that 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 used this program to buy their first house. So here, here's what it is. Homeowners will receive 5% of the cost of an eligible home up to a maximum of $23,400, which is wire transferred to the lawyer at the time on closing on the purchase of the home. So the homeowner actually doesn't get to touch this money. It's just wire transferred to the lawyer, goes a part of the down payment. No interest will be charged on the loan. The loan is registered on title in second position for 20 years. So when that person sells the house, that loan gets paid back to the, to the interest free, interest free. Yeah. So, there you go. So, so if these, if people can develop a program like that, where, where it helps them. And, I, and I've said it on the show 150 times, get into the market. Even if it's right now, the best thing a first time home buyer can do is get into the market. And, and, and like I said, they might have to go a little bit outside of their comfort zone in terms of location, affordable, whatever, get into the market. This is a program that would help them get into the market. The loan, they're they're gonna even even if you bought a house in the last eighteen months, that loan would have already been repaid back, yeah. and now you're now you're owning your house and it's depreciation value. So, and a program like that helps you get this. It's like okay, you know, you're gonna save more tax free. You have to have the money to save, right? Like it's it's sure. Thanks for the account. Anybody can open a, a big account. If you've got nothing to put into it, it's useless. But here's the thing. I think is I'm not sure if this is it, but if you own the house for more than 20 years, you kept it. I think that loan is it, wiped up. That's right. You get to keep you that. You get to keep the house. You, wow. Or no, to keep the loan. Sorry. You get to keep the loan. So you buy that and you get to keep the loan. So if you sell it before, then they get their loan back, which I think this is what the government should do in Ontario or in Canada to help these young people looking at buying a house, their first time house. But obviously they're not uh, paying attention. I mean, they're giving money to, you know, other things that are not uh, really making a, a difference, but, 
But anyway, but this is a good program. Absolutely. Where do I sign up for that? Uh, When we come back, uh, potentially we'll be signing up for an open bidding app in Canada. Well, it's being used in Australia. We'll talk about that next year on the uh, Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samford along with Rob Golfy and Philip Golfy, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team online. The website is robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the first real estate team ever in Hamilton's history to sell 1,000 homes in a year, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Check out the Golfy team on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team you would like addressed on a future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfy.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Got an email earlier, I guess it was, yeah, it was early this morning, late last night, about a uh, an Australian open bidding app um, that has, uh, I guess, the potential to really open up the marketplace. Uh, and this allows home buyers, home sellers to go online and sell their home in a very open bidding process. Are you guys excited about this? I, I, I see the positive, but I also see a lot of negative with that. And, uh, and to me, either way, it doesn't matter how it goes, but I, it, it's like, um, I guess, is it, what is it? It's like, um, it's not PayPal. What, what's that, uh, uh, program where everybody bids on, uh, what's that, uh, site that everybody bids for products anyway? Yeah, I know, sure. I know what you're talking so about. It, I don't, sorry? I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah so so what happens is, so you see somebody eBay. bidding, eBay, that's it. So you that's see it. somebody bidding, then you can bid another $5 more or whatever. I think um, the, 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 the top percentage of people that have the money will, will always get it. Hmm. Now, before, the, uh, the, the, the low-income earner, mm-hmm. that guy that, that didn't have the money, had a chance. Sometimes they, they, would, they would put a, an offer in and, and get the place. This will eliminate everybody that uh, that can't compete against the the wealthier people. It it it, it it'll it'll eliminate all the all those people. So the, so it's going to be the the wealthy is always going to get it now. The people that have more money, the upper class, the middle class, but not the the first time person. Because somebody's going to say, well, if somebody's willing to pay seven hundred thousand dollars for this, well, I'm going to go at seven seven hundred and five thousand. Maybe somebody will go to seven ten. But let's say they're already hitting the max. They're going to start nickel and diming all the way to the top, uh, you know, 703, 705. And that guy that would have probably bought it for 700, like let's say it was a blind bid, maybe the, the small guy would have paid 700,000 and the, and the guy that the upper class, middle class guy would have paid maybe 697. So that's the difference. So now this lower class, middle class, is not going to get it as much as the upper class people, the people that have the money, the people that have the support from the family and friends and stuff like that. I think it's going to hurt them. Not only that, I think it's also going to hurt because if you just go online and bid, 
it's not going to seem like you really bought a house. So we're going to see a lot of deals fall apart because they say, Oh, I got it. Oh, I didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to see a lot of people walking away from deals, which, which is not the normal process. The normal process is you sit down with the realtor, you go over the, I, what you want to go in on your offer, and then you sign the paperwork. If you do this online, just typically mm-hmm. like clicking the mouse and saying, okay, I'll bid by 705. You're, you're, you're not going to, it's not going to be as a serious purchase and you're going to see a lot of deals fall apart because of that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And I think it's going that way. Maybe, I don't know. The other yeah, thing I thought, I, 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 go ahead, Rick. I was going to say the other thing I thought of it, it, it really is a cold application. There's no, there's obviously emotion behind it, but there's no, you know, personality I, with yeah. an offer. There's no, you know, letter to the homeowner to say, Hey, you know, I can mm-hmm. envision my family growing up here. Or the, it, it's a really sterile environment. That's that's, I know it is very sterile. And, and I think it's, I think a lot of deals are going to fall apart because of it. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment and you're going to see deals go back up in the market and, and all that kind of stuff that that's going to happen. So, you know, what are you going to do that? I mean, they're trying to stop the people from the best offer to the second best offer. They try to eliminate that big gap between yeah. the, the, the first and second offer. Yeah. I, I, in my opinion, I think this is a, a solution that only represents a small portion of, of our market. Number one. We're not going to be in these multiple offers no. and multiple situations forever. So you're, 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 you know, you're trying to reinvent the wheel for, uh, you know, something that happens in, you know, in a spring market, you know what I mean? It, it's, it, I don't think it'll be successful in that way. Number two is I, I don't like the control that the government's trying to put in into the sale of someone's home, right? You're able to sell whatever you want, however you want. If that's that homeowner's home, that's their biggest asset. They should be able to sell it however, which way they want. They shouldn't be, the government shouldn't be getting involved how, how someone wants to sell their home. And I, I get the other side. I've seen the other side where people are exhausted, emotionally, sick and tired of this blind bidding process and whatever. And I'll always say, you know, if you're working with a good real estate agent who knows the market, who, who has devoted their time and energy 100% to making sure that they're helping you find a home, you will be successful. Absolutely. You will 100% be successful. But if you're going to work with a part-time agent who's kind of kicking their feet and you're going to try and work on your own and so on, you're going to struggle a little bit. Guys, we got to run another outstanding show from Rob and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. And thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.